0: And we're back. Hello, everybody. My name is Phil Walsh, and you are listening to Phil at the Movies, this ongoing podcast series dedicated to the movies. Talk about it all here, or as I like to say, for the love of movies. I uh, want to thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode, and just a special note, a shout out really, to you, the listeners. Uh, this is now episode 13, and when I started this back in Wow, January now, I said it was a passion project. I love movies, I love watching movies. I love talking about them, and so this was just merely a, a fun kind of expression uh, if you will self expression um, for my my love of of movies and and cinema itself. Uh, but what has really made this this whole crazy podcast or podcasting so much more special? And and worthwhile has been the response from you, the listeners, your feedback and your support of this show, just means so much to me. And I appreciate each and every one of you who tunes in every two weeks and listens to the latest episode. Really, really means a lot. I I can't thank you enough uh, for for just supporting. This show. I mean, I think if you're listening, you, you you probably like movies just as much as I do. So uh, it's it's kind of a two way street that uh, in that regard. But uh, I just it, it just means so much. Just all of all of your comments and, and your and your feedback and and just your support of this of this show. Uh, it is just it's just so special to me. And I can I sound like a broken record, but I, I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to listen every every two weeks uh it it just again like i said it it makes it all that more worthwhile um it kind of gives you that extra bounce in your step um with each new episode so all right enough enough of 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 me getting all mushy and (laughs) and soft um first uh uh, as i say also at this part point of the show if you have not done so already uh, hit that subscribe button if you are a new listener first of all welcome i hope you enjoy uh I hope you enjoy what you are about to hear and 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 maybe what you've you've heard uh, uh ever so briefly in the past but um uh again hit the uh, subscribe button and please share this podcast with your family your friends anybody who you know loves movies and may enjoy listening to a passionate individual go on about their love of movies, uh, which is the case with me. So that takes care of that little bit of business. And lastly, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. The Instagram and Twitter handle for this show is Phil at the Movies. You can also follow me along uh, with my at, at my personal account, which is Phil Movies, uh, and you can tweet at me if, if, if you are so inclined. All right, taking care of that little bit of, of housekeeping. Um, like I said, this is now episode thirteen, lucky thirteen, and um, I had initially thought of doing um, a, a series of reviews of some of the uh, more recent films uh, that have come out, but uh, I'm waiting on on another member of my of my movie going squad to to get caught up um, with the black phone, and then I'm I'm figuring with uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder coming out next week. Uh, be a good time to kind of do a, a, a kind of a, a smorgasbord, if you will, in the following uh, two-week episode, uh, where I'll review Elvis, The Black Phone, and and Thor, Love and Thunder. So stay tuned for those uh, those reviews uh, forthcoming. So today, I, I kind of thought in in light of the of, in light of the summer season, which we are, uh, which we currently find ourselves in, and sort of looking at what has been the norm, uh, well, what was the norm for the longest time. Now it's sort of all over the place in terms of release dates. But summers have typically been the period for the blockbuster, the the popcorn movie. I mean, I think of. Certainly, right now, Talk on Maverick would kind of check that box, uh, being a big summer event movie, uh, a, a, as it were. But uh, most notably, this was the time of year when superhero movies would would come out, and certainly there was Doctor Strange back in May, and and then Thor coming out next week. But uh, now it seems like they're all you know you get a movie in September, you get a movie in November. This it's a much more uh, diverse calendar. Uh, release schedule, which I actually think is 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 better, I kind of like that uh, s- superhero and comic book movies are now scattered throughout they 're not just uh, clustered in the summertime, but it, it did get me thinking to sort of you know comic book superhero movies and again spoiler alert <laughs> or uh, full disclosure. Uh, I am a big comic book movie fan, and especially uh, uh, Batman. For everyone uh, who has been listening to this show from the beginning, you know my thoughts on the Cape Crusader. And so I thought it might be a fun episode today to do a breakdown, a list, if you will, of the top 10 greatest comic book movies of all time. And now this is this is my personal list. It's not comprehensive, and it's not meant to be exhaustive, but just my thoughts on some of the best comic book superhero movies of all time and and I imagine for many of you uh, who are fans of the genre uh, there may be some uh, overlaps and similarities uh, maybe there are some that are, are just completely out in left field uh, but that's okay you know uh, I want to know your thoughts as well so um, at the end of this you know feel free to to tweet me your thoughts on the greatest uh, your your ranking of uh, comic book movies your favorites Um and, and we can you know, hopefully have a good discussion, but um, starting off the list again, as i 've said, this is not meant to be comprehensive; this is just sort of my my thoughts on on the genre and kind of you know where where there you know, might be a potential list, if you will uh, of top ten so coming in at number ten i would I, I have to put Superman and that this is Superman, the movie or or Superman. 1978, and I, I put this on the list in many ways because it it not only has to be, uh, but but it should be, and that is because this is this is the first. This was the, the original superhero comic book movie. This is what started, in many ways, the craze. Without Superman, 1978, you don't get Batman, 1989. You don't get everything. That has come uh, afterwards up until the present day. It all, in some way, shape, or form, goes back to the Richard Donner, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman movie. And while it is not an, an you know necessarily nonstop action uh, as a Man of Steel or or more modern day comic book movies. This is the one that 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 broke the mold. This is the movie that set up the origin story. This is something that it would be replicated through uh, Spider-Man and and certainly even into Batman Begins, just as examples. But this is it. This is this is what took the comic book character, a a, a or a, a comic book character, and translated it into a big budget spectacle, a- and made it appealing not just to fans of comic books and of, of the genre itself but to general audiences I mean I think that sometimes it, it's it, there's sort of this mistake that well if it's a comic book movie it just has to appeal to comic book fans and that's that's true you, you, you can't you know kind of you know cut off the hand that, that that feeds you so to speak but in the same in the same beat you have to have wide appeal you know you think of some of the the great uh, movies of all the greatest movies of all time, great comic book movies are, are no exception. They have this wide appeal. They 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 kind of cross all 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 boundaries. There's not sort of a, a niche uh, you know, marketplace for it. And, and Superman did that. It it was funny. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe a little campy at points, but it, it was it was smart. It had heart. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Christopher Reeves gives the he he gives the definitive portrayal of Superman. I I I, I might I, I might say that Man of Steel is a is a better kind of you know Superman movie just in terms of kind of the whole uh kind of commentary uh on on the character and 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 the world, but no one uh no one uh, in, in my eyes is 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 more definitive than Christopher Reeve. He 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 is he he is Superman. I mean that that's I think I think that is what made the first Superman movie all that more all that more special, all that more impactful is Christopher Reeve's uh, take on the character. I mean so many people still to this day think of him as as Superman. And I mean the tagline in the movie says it all. You'll believe a man can fly in any of the truth I mean I, I recently re-watched the movie and even though this was a movie made in 1978 the flying effects hold up and, and I attribute that to uh, Richard Donner's direction of course John Williams epic and wonderful score but, but most importantly Christopher Reeves because he he was Superman he is Superman he will always be Superman he he made the movie work. If if they had put in a a well known actor, which was one of the debates that was going on uh, before they they, they uh, cast him in the picture, it wouldn't have worked. You know, if it had been you know say Robert Redford or somebody or Paul Newman, uh, you know, kind of a, a big name uh, at the time, it would not have worked. Christopher Reeve was an was an unknown actor. But he he had he had the, the look, and he had the acting jobs to to convey that okay this this is Kal El this this is the last son of Krypton this is Superman he's fighting for truth justice and the American way I and mean, you know you know the you know the pitch but again this is this is the movie that started it all again it's, it it is by you know no means sort of a uh, you know it's it, it's not it was funny it's not a movie that I think like today. It's so kind of wrapped in, in the nostalgia and, again, certainly just, just Reeves' portrayal of Superman. But I'm not sure that modern audiences would 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 take to the movie in the way that audiences did in 1978. And I think that's because, I mean, now these movies, comic book movies, are so commonplace. People have sort of expectations of what is going to be in them, what what boxes are going to be checked and 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 superman is is by no means um you know boring movie but but it, there is all kind of a slow burn effect to it, and you know again it's it's not like he's you know punching people every five minutes and so i I could see how modern audiences may be like oh this is this is a little slow or this is not quite what I'm used to but i mean for what what does it for me is is the heart and and the emotion that's in it, that's in the story and you believe in the characters. And, and I mean, the saying is, if you believe in the characters, you're going to believe in, in the story and, and the world uh, that the story exists in. And, and certainly for me, Superman checks checks that box. So it's for that reason I put it at number 10 on the list. Coming in at number 9 is The Avengers. Again, uh, this this was a movie that that changed everything. Uh, this, I would argue this is the movie that, that made the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the first ever real team-up movie uh, of this scale, kind of bringing in all these different characters from their respective uh, movies and, and tying it all together. And, you know, it, it's a case of if it didn't work yeah you know, there there would be no marvel cinematic universe most likely this was the movie that kind of the rest of the of the cinematic universe depended on and and frankly the the comic book genre as a whole and it worked i mean again this is this is the movie that spawned the entire uh, you know the rest of the avengers this is what has kept the mcu going through the present day this is the movie. I mean, you could argue Iron Man because that was the first one, but I I really think the Avengers kind of showed, it showed everyone what a team-up superhero movie could be. And it really showed, you know, for better or for worse, Hollywood, what you could make uh, of a, of a comic book superhero movie. And, And there has sort of been this, this kind of you know rush to to replicate the the format and the and the success of what marvel has done over the years certainly with with d c uh, kind of you know being uh, you know, more 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 the uh, more the exception i, I guess uh, than necessarily uh, following the, uh, the, the the path laid out by um, uh, by, by uh, uh, by Marvel, but uh, you know, nevertheless, I mean, this this was this was a smart film. Again, it tied all these different characters, all these different stories together, and it never, you never felt like one character was sidelined. Everybody, I felt like everything worked. You know, it wasn't like, okay, well, okay, Black Widow is sidelined, and we're just going to focus on the Hulk. No, like everybody had. A beat. Everybody had their moment, and I mean, like I said, this is this is what started it. So, have to put that at, at number nine. Um, just just for kind of the event that that it was, and ultimately what it what it spawned in in terms of in terms of shaping the genre through the present day. All right. So now coming in at at, at eight, uh, I'm going to put Black Panther, and and Black Panther is easily one of the greatest comic book movies ever made and and frankly one of probably one of the greatest one of the greatest movies ever made i mean this is this is a film that that takes again an established genre the superhero genre and in many ways transforms it and not only does it does it elevate it and kind of you know make it make it you know Broader and make it appealing to all audiences. This is the first comic book superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture, and and, and you know, frankly, you know, I, it might he probably should have won it, but you know, it was it was a it was a, a wonderful achievement. It again, it showed it showed what at best the, the the genre can be, which is which is not only a kind of you know a popcorn. Action adventure movie, but also something with heart and depth and 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 real story. And I will just say, um, yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of Killmonger, he's I think one of the greatest villains in all of the MCU. I mean, this was kind of the first movie in my in my eyes, you know, outside of outside of, uh, of Thanos to kind of really have a a serious threat in the uh, in, in the MCU. He was a he was a perfect villain for the movie, and again. He, he wasn't like a one note he wasn't just a one note character there was real there was real depth and and, and complication to him which made him all that more compelling which you know when, when you when you add you know depth and, and pathos to a villain you're just gonna just enhance the story um you know th- this is a great this is a great film and it's it's sad in 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 so many ways that uh, Chadwick Boseman will not be in. The sequel. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very I'm very curious and, and excited to see where it's going to go uh, because certainly, just everything that that he he did and everything that he achieved in that first movie. I mean he, I mean he he, he, he was a hero. He he still is a hero. Um, but it, it's it's just it's a shame that he you know, that he that he had to tragically pass on. Uh, but his his uh, his memory certainly will will live on. Uh, forever because he created a a great character in Black Panther. But but not only you know did he create and bring a comic book character to life, he was in a, a, a real defining movie in the genre and, and that that is something uh, that is something to be proud of and that is in my in my view quite a legacy uh so that would be uh, that'd be number eight so we break up now you know, we've got number ten the superman uh number eight is the avengers uh number nine is the Avengers, and number eight is Black panther so now coming in at number seven uh again it's not meant to be not meant to be comprehensive or 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 totally exhaustive but um yeah. Kind of feel like I have to put that, that that disclaimer uh, out, but uh, coming in at number seven is ba- is Batman Begins, and I put Batman Begins because this was the film that kind of kind of it went under the radar for people. It came out in two thousand five. Uh, this was, of course, the year of, of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, and and Batman was you know, maybe not you know uh, you know dead and buried, but, but, but was certainly forgotten about, uh, Batman and Robin had come out in 97 and, you know, pretty much drove the franchise into the ground. Um, it was, you know, I mean, it's probably unfairly maligned, but, but it, it did, it did disappoint. It did not make a lot of money and it really sort of put, you know, no pun intended. It put the franchise on ice uh, for for a long time, and so there was many attempts to try to, to revitalize, to uh, renew the franchise, and kind of you know before there was ever the term, which is now part of the lexicon, reboot. Uh, that that was that was unheard of. Uh, Christopher Nolan decided to quote unquote reboot the franchise, restart. The franchise, which again, I mean today it's commonplace. It happens pretty much all the time. But back in, in two thousand two, two thousand three, that was unheard of. The idea of, of taking an established franchise and, and, and starting from scratch. But but that is what happened with Batman begins and ultimately what you get is a, a really I'll just say it's a damn good comic book movie and it made Batman serious. Again, it grounded the character in in a reality that was was still connected to the genre, but was believable, and everything had a had a, had to have a purpose to it. And again, this 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 movie resurrected Batman. It saved Batman, and I, I think kind of you know building on what came before with um, uh, Spider-Man in 2002. Batman begins sort of you know enhances you know builds on on that legacy, and and sort of runs with it and, and and takes the origin story, and and expands it and then kind of gives a a real freshness and and authenticity to this genre and I mean again hats off to Christopher Nolan I mean this is a movie that gets Michael Caine <laughs> Morgan Freeman Liam Neeson Christian Bale I mean just uh, Gary Oldman I mean dear God just just Top top of the line performers in a comic book movie, and again, this it's got to start somewhere. Now actors are jumping all over the place to be in a comic book movie, but it, it really kind of I look at it, it goes all the way back to to Batman Begins for what it did. And even though, again, it was not a, a huge uh, blockbuster in a sense like it was not this you know mega 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 hit, uh, but it you know it did respectable, and obviously. We all know it came we all know what came after it but it was it 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 was a, it did a respectable run but it more more than that it reignited interest in the character and showed uh, audiences and critics that these movies can be be made uh with a serious intent and and not just for uh fans of, of the genre but for fans of all genres uh and certainly that 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 happened with um uh, with Batman Begins, all right. So now coming in at number six, this is uh, one of my favorite uh, comic book movies of all time, uh, and that is Spider-Man Two. Now I, I debated whether or not to put Spider-Man or Spider-Man Two, uh, because again, they're both they're both important and they both um, played significant roles, I think, in the in kind of enhancing the reputation of the genre. But Spider-Man Two is 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 so much better than than spider-man one and that's that's not to to put down the first one in any way It, it it just it is a better movie it does what every good sequel does it takes what was established in the first film and just expands the canvas uh to an even larger scope this is an emotional movie this is a serious movie it's a fun movie it really grounds the character of Spider-Man into our world. We're seeing Peter Parker struggling, barely able to make rent, getting fired from his job, wanting so desperately to have a normal life, and yet he has these responsibilities as Spider-Man. I mean, first, on top of being a great adaptation of some of the great Spider-Man comics, including Spider-Man No More, this, this really just sort of took all the elements that had been there before. So you think of all the great sequels where you sort of take your character and you put them in their worst possible situation and then you figure out a way for them to get out of it. Spider-Man 2 does that. And again, it sort of put that, you know, you know juxtapose that with the great uh, Otto Octavius, Doc Ock, uh, played by the wonderfully talented Alfred Molina. Uh, you, you get the best you get the best in my view the best villain uh in in any spider man movie and frankly uh you, you get a story that is not only exciting and engaging but but has real heart and i think that is that is what is a, at the core what makes spider man so uh so relatable and and so exciting as a character is that he is he is grounded in our reality he's just he's just a kid he happens to have superpowers but he's you know, basically just a kid and he's trying to to navigate this this crazy world while trying to have a life and also upholding his responsibilities as spider-man uh just just a wonderful wonderful film and again I think really showcasing at at, at, at what these movies can be at their best which is you know, they're more than just popcorn flicks. They, they really can have a larger meaning and, and can be on par with some of the great works in all of cinema. So that's, that's number six. So just to kind of recap right now before we go into the top five. Uh, number ten is Superman Number nine is The Avengers. Number eight is Black Panther. Number seven is Batman Begins. Number six is Spider-Man Two. And number five, kind of, you know, piggybacking on uh, on the idea of showcasing uh, that these movies can be on the same level as as, as great films like The Godfather or uh, uh, Taxi Driver. Coming in at number five, I am I am putting on this list Joker. And and Joker is is in many ways kind of the almost the antithesis of a comic book movie. Uh, even though it it's about a, a a famous, arguably the the most famous uh, villain in all of in all of, uh, of comic books, it really is. It, it, it's almost a, a comic book movie in name only because it's taking this character, the Joker. And putting him in the world of a kind of late seventies early eighties martin Scorsese movie, and what you get when you team uh, uh, in this case, Todd Phillips with the great Joaquin Phoenix, you get a psychological character study of a man that is beaten down by society and driven uh, to to madness uh, for those of you who uh uh, have been following along, you'll know that I did a review on Joker uh, on the last show. So feel free to check out that you can hear my thoughts more on it uh, in depth. But the uh, Joker is is such a special film. Not only is it is it a is one of the greatest performances of all time. It it really just sort of shows what these movies can be at their very best. And I think again take away uh, the character of, of, of Joker. You're just telling a story of, of a guy slipping off, off the edge and, and descending into, into the abyss of madness. Okay, that's that's a movie, that's a story, but it's not necessarily exciting until you put in a well-known and famous comic book villain and make the story about him and in many ways make him kind of you know the, the protagonist or the central character the, the pov character really really smart stuff very very edgy uh and sort of pushing the boundaries of the genre but it it, it succeeded beyond uh everybody's uh expectations and uh again it's, still to this day I, I i think it's it's one of the greatest movies of all time certainly one of the greatest performances of all time and you know spoiler alert it's getting a sequel so uh, uh the story is not done yet but uh we'll have to to stay tuned to see uh, where that where that falls but uh given that that joker was sort of a a genre defining or or in many ways redefining movie uh, i expect the sequel will uh, carry on in that tradition all right, so that's number 5. And number 4, carrying on the uh, the tradition of movies that have sort of subverted the genre uh, and tried to, you know, be something more than just a comic book movie. Number 4, I put Batman Returns. Batman Returns is has always been one of my favorite Batman movies because and I'll say it, it I like it better than the first Batman movie. And it's easily in my top three of favorite Batman movies now why do I like it? This is an art house movie disguised as a comic book or or a, a, an art house movie masquerading uh, under the guise uh, of a comic book movie I mean this this was so different I, if it came out today i I, I don't think audiences would would blink twice at it because I think there's that that appetite for things to be new and different again tied back to Joker I think that's why it worked uh, because it wasn't cookie cutter and run of the mill Batman Returns was was far from the norm in 1992 this uh, this was not a, a sequel in the sense that okay they just continued the story from Batman 89 and there's punching and then Batman saves the day and everybody goes home. No, th- this was a much deeper and darker psychological film that was dealing with really, really tragic themes and, and sort of is this this dance or ballet, if you will, of all of these fractured individuals. And they're working out their pain and personal frustration and, and, and anger on the stage that is Gotham City, and of course you set it during Christmas time and it's nightmarish and it's just this this gothic wonderland conceived by only you know something only that Tim Burton could could concoct and it's just it, it's utterly fantastic and again it it, it subverts the genre people. People were offended. People were, were crying in the theaters. People were saying, oh, this is not how a Batman movie should be or a, super, a superhero movie should be. And it led, of course, to a backlash for the Warner Brothers. And so when Batman Forever came along, they they lightened it up and kind of said, no, 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 we'll go back to formula. But I, I think why why we're still talking about Batman Returns, why I thoroughly enjoy Batman Returns, is because it broke the rules. It said, OK. Here's what you like about Batman. Fine, we'll give you some of that, but we're going to give you a hell of a lot more. We're going to give you a deformed Penguin. We're not going to take uh, you know or do a rehash of Burgess Meredith or or Julie Newmar's Catwoman. We're going to give really fractured you know pardon the expression fucked up individuals and and kind of have this 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 deconstruction of the characters of the genre and and we're going to see what happens. Again, it's not a perfect movie. There there could have been a little more tightening with the script uh and and, and story, but I mean overall, uh it, it's just a it's just a vicious and exciting wonderland of a movie. Really really a carnival uh for the eyes and uh I I I love it. I watch it at least once or twice a year. Um you know, not even <laughs> not even around the holidays. I just think it's it's just it's so different you get great performances from Danny DeVito as the Penguin, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who you know, arguably is the best live-action Catwoman, and 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 another sort of you know nuanced and 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 tortured performance uh, by Michael Keaton as, as Batman. I mean, just just perfect. Oh, and how could I forget Christopher Walken <laughs> as Max Shrek? I mean, need I say more? Uh, so that would be that would be number four on this list. Uh, coming in at number three, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Now, I have to say, when I first saw this movie many, many months ago, I was I was decidedly mixed on it. And partly, I think, now that time has passed, I think the fact that this movie was so hyped and because there were the inevitable leaks and, and spoilers that got out, my, my thoughts on the movie were sort of predetermined going into it. Now, I, again, I didn't know when the scenes were going to happen with, with Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up, but just because of the internet, because of the world we live in, you knew it was going to happen. And so, I, you know, I've always wondered, like, you know, how would this movie have been, you know, in, a, in another time where you, we didn't have social media or, or anything and you could go in and be just shocked and blown, you know, blown out of your seat to see Toby and... Andrew Garfield return on screen. I mean, I mean it, you can't even imagine it. But I mean, nevertheless, as as time has gone on and I have revisited the film, I have to say it is the best of Spider, best of Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies. And and I would honestly put it in the top three uh, of the greatest Spider-Man movies of all time. This this is this is a Spider-Man story, and it shows. Kind of what the character can be at his very best. He's no longer sort of being babysat or or, or, working closely with any of the Avengers. This is this is his story. Tom Holland grows into his own as as Spider-Man. He he really becomes the character in this movie. I feel and really, even though it's sort of the end of a trilogy, it is it is the beginning. And I mean, to say nothing of the fact that this brings Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield two separate spider mans from their separate universes into the same movie. It, it it just sort of shows what these films can be at their very best, which is you know subverting expectations in every possible way and 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 really enhancing the genre. I mean now everything is about the multiverse and I expect we will be seeing multiverse related superhero movies for many years to come. I mean, Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. So, th- this is a movie that kind of that started that started this this new craze and but it but it did it in a smart fashion and 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 never lost sight of of the story. There was spectacle, there was excitement, but there was a real story here and at the end of the day, that's what makes a good movie. It's not about the effects, it's not about the action it's about the story and spider-man no way home has one of the best best spider-man stories of all time all right so that's number three coming in at number two uh, i i went back and forth uh, on this on these two i on these two final picks uh and it, it, it may come as no surprise for for listeners of this show uh, and if you are a new listener, uh, then you'll uh, you'll be hearing this information for the first time. so uh, it's no surprise you know just sort of based on the on the movies that I have put in this list and and certainly what I have talked about it, at length over the uh, the number of different ep- uh, number of different episodes. but I am a Batman fan big big fan of the character, and as a plug, I do a separate show uh, called Gotham cinema which comes out once a month where I do a deep dive uh, discussion and analysis on all of the live-action Batman movies look for that dropping in July sometime so goes without saying I am a huge fan of, of anything anything Batman so uh, it should be it should come as no surprise uh, having said that that for the top two choices uh, you know greatest Superhero comic book movies of all time, in my view, it would have to be two two Batman films. So I I went back and forth, back and forth, and, and ultimately this is this is the ranking that I came in, I came to, uh, and it was it was a painful it was it was a painful uh, you know hair raising uh, decision making, but uh, I did it nevertheless. So coming in at number two is the Batman, and again sort of building on what I have been saying throughout. The last number of 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 mentions this movie shows what this genre can be at its very best i mean this this is a movie this is a this is a story that draws from the greats uh, you know if joker draws from uh taxi driver and king of comedy the Batman draws from from great movies like The French Connection or Chinatown. You know, just sort of taking you know these well-known, uh, beloved movies, and 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 kind of you know paying homage to them in in the context and confines of a superhero movie. Well, the Batman is, is very much imbued with with Chinatown and The French Connection, Seven, uh, Zodiac. It really. It, it, it sort of takes all the best of other genres and puts it into the context of a superhero movie, uh, of a comic book movie. And what you get is, I, I think, without question, the darkest Batman movie ever made. Arguably the darkest comic book movie ever made. But, but also a, a compelling and emotionally satisfying story that takes the character of Batman and puts him on a journey. I mean, this is the first Batman movie in my in my view where he really is the central point of view character. Everything happens around him and through his perspective. And it's because of that and because of Robert Pattinson's uh, incredible performance that we get a very humanistic Portrayal of Batman and, and, and very much a real world uh, look at this guy and instead of sort of this just shadowy figure who, who comes in, beats up a few guys and then swings away. We really get to see behind the mask, so to speak. And I think the fact that this movie borrows and pays homage to so many other films in other genres, it really takes the comic book movie and once again, enhances it into something intelligent, something creative, and and yes, something different. This was not a a cookie-cutter movie. This was not another uh, run-of-the-mill Marvel movie. This was an edgy, this was an emotional, and this was a complex story of guilt and trauma and ultimately about personal redemption, uh, just just fantastic stuff. Again, powerful themes and, and, and elements that you might find in other movies, but just sort of makes it all that more interesting and exciting when it's done in the context of a superhero movie. And I expect uh, this, this, this movie will be celebrated, this movie will be talked about for years and years to come. Matt Reeves, I, I think, created a, a masterpiece uh, of a movie, and I can't wait to see what is coming down the line in uh, inevitable sequels and spin-offs as well. All right, so that brings me to number one on this list, and goes without saying, it is, uh, it is still my favorite comic book movie of all time, and frankly, my favorite movie of all time, uh, and that is The Dark Knight. And for those who have been with me from the very beginning. My first episode was a retrospective on the Dark Knight, kind of the lead up to it, and ultimately my thoughts and reviews on this movie. There is nothing more that, that that I there's nothing different that I can say really that hasn't already been been said. It is a a a genre redefining film. It really, it really did reset the table. I mean, there there's a world pre-Dark Knight. Uh, which you know I would say was defined by uh, Spider-Man, by uh, X-Men, and certainly uh, the you know the Burton Schumacher and, and Christopher Reeve Superman movies that came uh, back in the '90s uh, and '80s uh, and and late '70s. Everything is sort of in that kind of pre-Dark Knight you know era. I would argue that we are still living in now the post. Uh, Dark Knight era. So everything that has come afterwards, whether intentionally or uh, unintentionally, has been influenced and inspired by the Dark Knight. And it is not just in comic book movies. Take James Bond's Skyfall. A lot of similarities. A lot of, of of subtle nods. And inspirations to *The Dark Knight* in terms of story, and villain, and 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 narrative beats. So, to say that this movie did not change the face of, of the genre uh, would 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 be an understatement. It did. It again took what was there from *Batman Begins* and some of the other uh, superhero movies of the early 2000, uh, 2000s, and then just cranked it up to an 11. I mean this this was the first ever real superhero comic book movie that you know said we are we are in that genre but we are going to operate outside of that genre and we are going to tell a story and that's what it, this is all going to be about and the result is The Dark Knight and again to say nothing of The Fantastic and in, in enduring and an enduring uh, performance of, of the Joker by the late great Heath Ledger. I mean, n- no other villain performance uh, comes close to his. Frankly, no other comic book performance comes close to Heath Ledger's. Just just a, a, a transformational and and yes, uh, genre-defining and redefining role, and and certainly worthy uh, on on my my top. Uh, my top spot, and I think on many other top spots as well. This this was a movie that everybody wanted to go see. This is a movie that everybody saw. And, and, and again, all these years later, we're still talking about it. And I think that is a great thing because it did so much for the superhero genre and again showed... It's at, at best, at its best, what these movies can be—they're more than just summer popcorn movies. These are real pieces of cinema. So there we go. I've said it: cinema. These movies are cinema, and I, I stand by that statement. So, with that, just to recap, the top ten, my top 10, ten ranking of the greatest comic movies of all time. Coming in at number ten, Superman. Number nine the avengers number eight black panther number seven batman begins number six spider-man two number five is joker number four batman returns number three spider-man no way home number two the batman and number one the dark knight there we go now uh please uh, let me know your thoughts i'd love to know your ranking do you agree do you disagree uh what are your what are your rank what is your ranking for the uh your favorite comic book superhero movies of all time. I'm curious. Feel free to tweet at me uh, at PhilCastMovies or Phil with the Movies, whichever you prefer. That is all for now. I want to thank you as always for tuning in uh, to today's episode. I'll be back in two weeks, and as I indicated at uh, the top, it will be a, a smorgasbord of. Of, of movie reviews so uh, look forward to that uh, until then everybody uh, be well stay safe and uh, go see some movies this weekend it's a long holiday weekend and there are plenty plenty of great movies playing at a theater near you until then take care everybody